that the Lord's the Lord works in cycles. You know, where time is very linear for everybody, you know, it's and we often look at time as linear, like creation was a singular event, that was then. And creation is just pushing forward and pushing forward, pushing forward. But then you read the, 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 the Torah, the books of Moses, and you realize that there are cycles. There are weekly cycles and monthly cycles and yearly cycles and seven-year cycles and 50-year cycles. And we have our cycle with, with the Torah where we roll back the Torah at the end and we start all over again, which is where we are now. So, so it's such an encouragement that because we, when we look at time linearly, we, we lose the reality that we might be in another season. Because to everything there is a season. And whether you're going through a time of prosperity, well, to everything there is a season. Or whether you're going through a time of, of dryness, be encouraged because to everything there is a season. A season. And we can, if we look at time as just a beginning and an end, we're like, when is this going to happen? But when we recognize the seasons of God and we acknowledge it, we can say, I don't know what's going on in my life or, or what season it's going to be over, but we entered into a new prophetic season. Amen. Because that's what his word says and that's what his calendar says. So I can be encouraged by that. So it was uh, just after Yom Kippur. It was just before Sukkot. Now, I've mentioned this here before a few times, that I, I had this, this thing that I've been doing since I was, oh, a kid, where um, I, I go into, in my mind, these places of, of, of daydream, where like I'll be sitting somewhere, and this, you may not relate to this, because it it's kind of personal to me, where I could be sitting somewhere, and all of a sudden, I'm, whoosh, I'm kind of transported. But it's not a spiritual thing in a good way. It's not like God is taking me into the third heaven. <laughs> right? I'm just, I wind up in, in situations with people and having conversations. And I, I just like, I, for some reason, I just kind of lose reality. And I'm there in this other place. And it's normally something that kind of makes me feel a little good. Right? It's like, it's like some, some imaginary circumstance that kind of makes me feel good. Uh, and I've been doing this since I was a kid. A couple of years ago, the Lord actually told me that's evil. The root of it is evil. And I'm like, oh, okay. And yet, there was actually a bit of deliverance I had um, a couple of years ago. But it's just something I do habitually. I just go into these places, not trance, like I know what's going on in reality, but I just my mind just goes elsewhere into situations that's never happened, often with people I've never met, or people that I know, and God told me it's, it's evil. And I've sought the Lord about it over time. But I've never experienced full deliverance. A couple days ago, it was just after Yom Kippur, and it was just before Sukkot, and I'm walking around my block, and I was in this place again, and all of a sudden, I heard what I felt was an audible voice. And this voice asked me a question. Because very most often, God's voice is, the voice of the Holy Spirit is not so audible to me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a hunch. You know what I mean? Like, I feel led. <laughs> you know, but it's not a hearing. But this was kind of a hearing. 
And uh, the question that I felt was asked to me was, what are you escaping from? What is it about your life that you're, you enter into this escapism? And I never thought of it that way as escapism. And it registered with me, like, what am I escaping? This is what it is. It's, a, it's escaping. What am I escaping? But the question that I felt was asked to me was very pointed. It's like, what are you escaping from in your life? Why do you have to go to this other place? What are you escaping from? So I started to think about my life, my marriage, my home life, my work life, my ministry life, all the things of my life. And I came to an important conclusion. And the conclusion was, there's nothing in my life I need to escape from. I am blessed in every way. God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory in the salvation. And that's not just throwing out a verse like a platitude. I'm, that's for real. Like my marriage is like over the top awesome. Like I, I gotta pitch myself like how well we get along, like and, and connect in like every way. Like my whole life has been phenomenal. Amen. I'm very blessed at my job. God has really brought me to amazing places, anointed places at my job. I'm the rabbi of an amazing, beautiful, lovely congregation. A blessing that I never asked for. Financially, I'm doing fine. I'm not in need. So this question came to me, what are you escaping from? And I was able to conclusively answer, I don't need to escape from anything. I have everything I need. So then... Of course, there had to be a follow-up question. Well, then why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And it brought me back. I used to do this as a kid. In fact, I remember being like a first grader in class, and you know, the teacher was like, Brian, Brian, Brian. You know, I was insisting some other class. I used to do it as a kid, but I have to tell you, when I was a young boy, up into probably my mid-20s when I accepted the Lord, I was a mess. I was anxious, I was depressed, I hated myself, I felt unlovable, I felt unlovable. I felt there was nothing about me that was worth loving. I had a very, very low self-esteem. So back then, I had a need for this little escape mechanism. It actually served a purpose in my life, because I hated my life back then. And it provided me an escape to be who I wanted to be. But then God started to bless my life. And I have no need for anything. I'm satisfied. Everything is sufficient. What he's given me is, is sufficient. But the habit remained. The need for it was gone. I didn't need it as a protective mechanism. But the habit lingered. And when I realized that, that it was a habit from old that I no longer need now, I was able to speak to it directly. And when the word came to me that it was escapism, I felt like it was the root of it. 
Like, I got to the root of this thing. You know how Yeshua said, um, you know, when he was casting out a demon, he said, what's your name? He actually spoke to a demon, what's your name? What he means is, like, what are you really? Hmm. Like, what are you really? Don't give me, like, all these other things. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't call me a spirit of, you know, pornography. What is the root of this thing? Why are you watching it? Hmm. You know? Don't, don't say it's a spirit of drug addiction. Why are you taking the drug? What's the root of this thing? And that's what Yeshua meant. He said, what's your name? What are you really? And I felt that I got the root of this. This escapism felt like it was the root. So I started to speak to it. Now, I was walking around the block. Now, as demonstrative as I am, <laughs> as the rabbi in front of you, uh, as vocal and loud and... Unafraid to do backflips. <laughs> I assure you I'm not this way in public. But here I was walking around the block and I started crying and shouting uncontrollably. And I recognized that I was going through deliverance. Thank you, Lord. I recognize it. Thank you, Father. And I still had my mind, my faculties. You know how uh, Paul said, I, I prayed spirit, but I also pray with my mind. So as I'm like, ah, around the block in public, crying my eyes out, I had my mind with me. And I, and I remember thinking, I'm going through deliverance. This is not normal, what I'm experiencing. This is not me. This is not normal. And that's the only other time, spiritually, that I, I unleashed all this emotion was when I got saved. and got the Holy Spirit. Was given the Holy Spirit. That was a ah! moment for me. This was the only other time that I had like a public ah! moment. So I, was, so I went talking to this thing. And I said... Spirit of escapism, I had use for you yeah. years ago. Thank you, Lord. You protected me from myself and my own negative thoughts about myself. But I don't need you. Santo Jesus. You served your purpose years ago. Thank you, Father God. And you've lingered as habit long enough. So I can say goodbye to you Ooh. right now. Something. I felt like Gollum in Lord of the Rings Spiegel when he cast Gollum off. <laughs> we must have us <laughs> We don't need you. We must have us <laughs> Go away. That's how I felt. And that's how I spoke to it. I said, I don't need you anymore. Escapism. You had a purpose years ago. You don't have a purpose in your life. Amen. Amen. I all things through Mashiach. Santo Jesus. I don't need you anymore. Amen. Go away. Go away. <laughs> What's that? Hit the road, Jack. Oh, <laughs> and then I and then I just did textbook one on one, one on one oh one demonic deliverance as I was taught. I first I repented. I said I I recognized this escapism, spirit of escapism within me. I take full responsibility for it. I don't blame anybody. I recognize this. I 
repent, God. I renounce it. And I ask for this generational curse, which I believe it is, because I think my father was doing the same thing, to be broken. Thank you, Lord. And I spoke to Spirit of Escapism, I bind you up. I break your power. Thank you, Lord. And I felt like I was floating. Like it literally, I felt literally weight-wise lighter. I knew I was going through deliverance. So, Baruch Hashem. So I experienced deliverance, and there's just so much that I can just bless you with through that experience. Um, we hit the time in the Torah when it says, In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was full of darkness, it was void, desolate, and darkness hovered over the deep. Doesn't sound like a good situation for that old earth of ours, but the Spirit of God hovered over the water. Why did the Spirit of God have to wait that long? Who knows how long that whole situation where darkness was over the face of it was it? Was it a gazillion? Was it a billion years? Was it eternally past? But at the right time, at the right time, in the right season, the Spirit of God hovered over the darkness. The Spirit of God in His time and in His season hovered over the darkness. And God said, he or let there be light and there was light and I want to tell you right now that that statement that he said let there be light is still shooting across galaxies it's still shooting across soul to soul to soul in this world and beyond and it won't stop until all darkness is beaten by the light. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. It was not, let there be light, and there was light. It was, let there be light, and that statement will find darkness wherever it still lingers, and conquer that darkness. And then when all darkness in this world is under submission under the feet of our Messiah, mm. then God will say, and there was light. Amen. Hallelujah. And the statement will complete. Let there be light was not a singular event. It happens every time God in his season and his timing hovers over darkness that you're dealing with. Mm. And he says, let there be light. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I tell you right now. That if you are still going through darkness, be encouraged. Because it says today that the Spirit of God hovers over the darkness, the face of the deep, and he speaks creation. It's secular, it's psychic it's cycles. And if you didn't experience this deliverance yesterday, or last year, or last Torah cycle, or last whatever it is, you just stand up and 
like is going to find you. It's going to find you. You can't hide from it. You can go under the sheets. You can go under your bed. You can go into the crap houses. You can go into the bars. You can go into the strip clubs. That statement, let there be light, will find you. We'll find you. Thank you, Lord. We'll find you. The darkness will be subdued. The darkness will come under his submission. It will flee at the sound of his voice. Mm. It will flee when that let there be light statement finds you. Santo, Thank you, Adonai. Mm. Thank you, Adonai. You can hide in some pit. You can hide in some well. You can hide and dig a hole and you can cover yourself with dirt. Let there be light. That statement that he spoke all those years ago will find you. Will find you. Because if there's still darkness there, it'll sniff you out. Like a dog. So if you hear in spirit. <laughs> doesn't mean somebody next to you might have COVID. It means if you hear it in spirit, it means that the spirit of God is sniffing out a little more darkness. Mm. So why didn't he do it last year? Why didn't he do it the year before? And why am I praying about this thing, this, this, this daydreamy thing, which I got completely delivered of? So much so when I feel it trying to come back, I read that. Nope. I know what you are. I know it. I recognize it. I have the ability now to take a thought captive when I didn't before. Why didn't he do it a year ago? You know, us Jews, we like to complain a lot. You know, I'm sure the people of Israel after 400 years, they didn't go, hallelujah. They probably went, it's about time. <laughs> Finally. Now. Hello. McFly. Why didn't he do it last year? Why didn't he do it last season? Why didn't he do it when you first prayed about it? Why didn't he do it yet, even though you stopped praying about it? It's been something that you've been, you prayed about a long time ago, you stopped praying about it, you know? It's like some things you just kind of accept you stop praying about. But those prayers are still up there. It says of the children of Israel, it's God heard their cries. What, you didn't hear them before? What, you didn't hear me before? Mm. What? You didn't hear me before? In his time. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it took 400 years. I don't know why it took so long for the mothers of our faith to have children. They were barren for so long. I don't know why the woman with the issue of blood had dealt with it for 12 years. I don't know why the blind man was blind his entire life before he met Yeshua. I don't know. I don't know. But he who has begun the work is faithful. Man. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Thank you. Complete. Until the day of Messiah Yeshua. And I want to encourage you also to speak. If you're dealing with darkness, I cannot encourage you enough, especially in this new season that we're in, to confess whatever you're dealing with. The challenge with confession is that people don't want to be um, embarrassed. Or banished or punished because if people know about this 
I really encourage you to find somebody. If you're dealing with something, whatever it is, whether it's a, a lust of the flesh, whether it's a direct sin, whatever it is, a negative thought pattern, anything, whatever it is, I encourage you to find someone, anyone, to confess it to. I don't care if you go to somebody that you don't even know. Like, go to some, like, I don't know, go, go, go look up Christian counselors online. And call them up, pay the $100 an hour fee, and say, I'm not here for therapy, I'm here for confession. See, the Catholics got that right. There's power in confessing to one another. James said, confess your sins to one another and be healed. Because God had light conquered darkness through his voice. He didn't think it. He didn't pray it. He didn't fast about it. He didn't hope for it, wish for it. He spoke it. This power. It's kind of like when you, when, you, when you confess the things you're dealing with, it's almost like a light shines down your throat. And the enemy cannot live for Trevor's light. He has to flee. Amen. So I encourage you, whatever it is you're dealing with, find somebody to confess it to, however embarrassing you feel, however you think it's going to affect people's opinion of you. And again, if you just want to do it to a stranger, go, go find some Christian counselor. I really, really encourage you to do that. Some stranger that's a believer. It says, confess your sins. And he's faithful to forgive. He is faithful. Thank you, Adonai. In this season, let me remind you that he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. In times of pandemics, he's faithful. In times of, 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 of wellness and revival, he's faithful. In times of dryness, he's faithful. In times of conquering, he's faithful. In times of struggle, he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. To a thousand generations, he's faithful to you. He's faithful to this body. He's faithful when we're faithless, as it says, because he cannot deny himself. So bless the Lord. Let me close with our uh, year in review video. Maybe the kids would want to come see this. Uh, can somebody go down and get Val and the kids? I think they'd be blessed and Val would be blessed.